1: Hi, before we start the show, let's talk about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. Okay, you'll have to indulge me here for a second. I just wanted to thank all of our Patreon listeners for signing up to support this podcast. We really couldn't do this four days a week without your financial support every month. So don't forget, if you're not subscribed on Patreon, you're missing out on an amazing community of listeners. It's actually, you know, the best place to contact me in person is on our Patreon page. And we continue to post exclusive Patreon-only content, like our post-mortem shows twice a week, as well as the Friday After Party podcast, and commercial-free versions of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. So get going. FOMO is real. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
2: Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
3: You're listening to American Top 40 on WKRM 1340, where we're getting involved with you. Shit. Go through and cut again, just saying WKRM 1340. Oh, fuck. (laughs) The countdown will begin this Saturday morning at 9, and again Sunday morning at 9, right here on Maine's most listened to radio station, W... I'm not going to say all that shit. How do I know they're the most listened to station? Oh, I take their word for it. Okay, drop it out and just say right here
1: on... Uh, no, you know what I'm V-Y. saying?
3: You know what I'm saying? I don't... Okay. The countdown will begin this Saturday morning at 9, and again Sunday morning at 9, right here on Radio... W- oh, shit. Right here on what? On... Right here on WY... All right. Wait, WXLO New York. The people. You're listening... What the fuck is this? Here we go. <clears throat> the countdown will begin this Saturday night at 7, and again Sunday evening at... Uh, 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 Jesus. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 12, right here on Center County's most popular radio station, WRSC, Radio 1390. Fuck it. This is Casey I'm inviting you to join me for American Top 40, immediately following the Trailblazer game on 1390 KSLM Salem. Hey, what the fuck am I doing? Promos inside the fucking game.
2: Bob Seska. eat <laughs> shit, Bob. Dang.
1: And I recorded an indie music countdown yesterday and. Well, that was kind of me yesterday. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 1, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 133 of the Biden-Harris administration, 524 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at Seska and on Twitter at BobSesca underscore go. And look who's back with his dad jokes. You've said it all. How are you, my friend? Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I'm all right.
2: Thank you, Bob. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for all the the kind thoughts over the last uh, couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, It's great, great, great to be back. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to refresh, uh, uh, he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we're here to audit the listeners. I'm I'm <laughs> skeptical of the numbers. Yes, I know. Uh, did, did you have a nice Memorial Day, Bob?
1: Oh, it was great. So relaxing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was. I had a good one too. Mm. And uh, you know, unofficial start of summer. The CDC's out with new guidance uh, for summer camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, unvaccinated kids, uh, as I understand it, uh, unvaccinated kids won't get friendship bracelets, and they get no help with swim lessons. <laughs> Uh, also in the news, uh, the plan to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol, I notice, have gone from a bipartisan to partisan curious. <laughs> uh, and Arizona is uh, sprucing up its long unused gas chamber. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's where they're going to kill democracy. We're going to talk about that in a second, too. That's this week's joke that isn't funny but had to be said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I see the price of a, a postage stamp is going up uh, mm-hmm. from fifty five cents to fifty eight cents. Yep. Uh, apparently, that extra three cents is going to pay for Louis DeJoy's flight to Venezuela. <laughs> Please,
1: please let that happen. Yeah, the sooner the better. Mm-hmm.
2: Did Did you watch? Did you see the big Friends reunion on HBO Max? We, we
1: watched it last night from start to finish. Ah, yeah, very,
2: very good. Yeah, every every it was great. I, I mean, everybody was there except for the guy who played Kramer, and I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wrong, wrong show widening. about friends, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, and uh, UFOs are in the news again. Uh, I know you, you've you got a thing or two to say about that. And a uh, big government report's coming out today. Uh, and there's a, a tremendous bipartisan. In. This is one thing both parties right now can agree on is let's get to the bottom of these unidentified flying objects. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like a lot of people, I'm hoping it's true. I, I, I think it uh, would be great if we get visitors from other worlds because... You know, we'd, we'd like to meet up with some form of intelligent life. The Bob
1: Show. <laughs> All right. Brand new from Rocky Mountain Mike, right here. Yes. Picking up the pieces of those Trump senile minds. No wonder it's the old folks on his side. There were these guys
2: in Oklahoma, don't recall their names. Rename this old road, or so they tried Brain Free Highway (laughs) Let me just say that they're fools Brain Free Highway They've seen better days The Trump fans, they just drool From their heads down to their shoes Brain Free Highway Let me just say that Just say that they're fools (laughs)
1: all right hey nice little instrumental outro to that one rocky mountain mike rocky underscore mountain underscore mike on the instagram go and follow him now thank you mike Oh, man. And that, of course, uh, is going to lead us right into uh, our first topic of conversation here in just a second. Mike Flynn at that Q convention. But um, before we get into all of that, this past weekend, Memorial Day weekend, Uh I was among my first group of people without wearing a mask. I don't know if that's how you say it. (laughs) I did a terrible job of describing it just there. But I went and saw my family down in Virginia, and we all were hanging out inside without a mask. Of us and us did, for yeah. me, it was the first time I had ever done it, Buzz. I had never been around other people—I mean, other than Kimberly—without a mask. I, I have to say, it was really, really weird. Uh, ultimately, we all got <laughs> well, along and everything was fine. Yeah. But the whole time, I'm going, Ugh. And, "Yeah, you have
2: a you have a social anxiety to begin with." Yeah, and, a little and, bit. And I, you know, I, I share a little bit of that with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and of course, the caution from a health standpoint, it, it is. You know, it's it's weird because we, we still have to remain vigilant. We still have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are still variants out there that uh, can rise up, and, and we may see rises in infections. Yeah. But right now... Uh, the latest numbers I've seen, infections are down 90% oh since my God. January. Yeah. 90%. Wow. Can you believe it? Yeah. Since January. Gee, what else happened in January <laughs> that would be of historical <laughs> significance? Sign yeah.
1: Pretty damn it. huge. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's a, It's a direct consequence of that. I mean, it's amazing what competency will achieve, uh, given a short period of time, yes, and yes. the right people to carry it out. And this is where we are. It was so strange uh, for a number of reasons, and it's not necessarily that uh, I was Afraid, It was just after a year of uh-huh. tiptoeing uh-huh. around and not going out to finally be in someone <laughs> else's house among people who I knew, of course, there were only uh, six of us, but including myself. Uh, including Kimberly, but mm-hmm. it was just so strange to look across and see people not wearing masks and then to realize, oh, I'm not wearing a mask either. And right. it was just, it was the adjustment of it, the sudden, like we're jumping yes. back into the yeah. deep end and the ice-cold yeah. water, and there we are. Our and-
2: habits have changed, and, and hopefully some of our new habits will stick and, and some yeah. we can drop away comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, Yeah, it is weird. That It's just the change, and we had... Done that for so long, we actually yeah. got used to a different way of life, and now we're able to adjust it to something that's a little more comfortable. Exactly. Uh, although we we must, as I said, remain vigilant and yeah. uh, somewhat cautious. I'm still not going into a <laughs> store or restaurant where it's crowded. That's right. Uh, indoors, I'm just not going to do that, mm-hmm. uh, and because and, I don't trust so many people, and yeah. especially yeah. in some parts of the country. Hi. <laughs> uh, and, right. So yeah, yeah, I, we we have to continue to be careful, but it is nice to be able to loosen up again. But it is, like you said, also weird yeah. uh, to to make yet another adjustment, and this one in some ways is may, maybe harder to make than the one. It was almost easy to lock down and mask up. <laughs> uh, it's it yeah. might be a little harder. Uh, to creep back out again, you know, mm. from a psychological standpoint.
1: Well, that's it. That was my explanation uh, yesterday when right. the uh, the plan was—in uh, fact, it wasn't yesterday. It was on Sunday. I was driving home from uh, uh-huh. my mom's house, and right. my brother and my sister-in-law were going to stop off in northern Virginia and have lunch with my dad. And uh, I'm just not ready for a restaurant. I had to call my dad and say, look, I'd really love to come and have lunch with you guys. But I'm not ready to go and sit around in a restaurant without a mask. And it wasn't necessarily anything having to do with the science. It was more about the psychology. It was a little bit too much jumping back into the swing of things all in one big chunk. And it was just like going to a restaurant and sitting down like at a diner would have been just so nerve-wracking for me. So, I, you know, I explained yeah, well, to my dad, I explained to my dad, well, you know, in in the coming weeks I'll start to reacclimate myself to the notion that I don't necessarily have to tiptoe around people thinking about them breathing poison on me. And depends. that was yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: it depends. Yeah. I I of course uh, needed to attend a funeral and
1: mm-hmm. I don't
2: know who was vaccinated and who wasn't. I could make yeah. some guesses. I know that I have been for some time now. So, right. I feel relatively safe for myself, but I will continue to mask up around others, uh, strangers, certainly, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want to spread anything I may have picked up, even if it doesn't affect me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I may well have been exposed to it or somebody, uh, you know, along the way. It was it was pretty unavoidable in my circumstance, but uh, I powered through because there was no alternative and. We'll hope for the best, and I'll continue to remain vigilant.
1: So how are you? How are you doing? I mean, you've oh, had, a, had a hell of a couple you, of weeks. You know, and- uh,
2: this is worth mentioning. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is meaningful to people. I have not so much cried at the passing of my father, as I have it, the kindness of people, hmm, yeah. uh, the, the moments that I've broken down were not because, you know, dad was 92. He was old. He was tired. He didn't want to play anymore. I get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's not like we didn't see this coming. So, uh, in that respect, uh, you know, as we like to say, he's at peace. Uh, so I'm cool with that, you know, all things considered. Uh, what what breaks me up is when, uh, you know, I, I people turn up that I hadn't heard from for a while and, and uh, the outpouring of kindness from, oh, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on mm-hmm. social media, many of whom don't even know me, but, yeah. uh, you know... It really is just uh, that's what that's what really knocks me over is is the, the kindness of people and so I'm fine uh, as long as the internet stays up because I can go out.
1: No <laughs> oh, shit! What just happened? <laughs> oh fuck! It's, you know what? You scared the hell out of me right there. It's, yeah,
2: it's fun to play with buttons, but uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah no I'm as you can see I'm I'm fine.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. yeah. Well, here's the thing. Thank I you. I just I have to tell you this with all sincerity, Yes, the way you handle, uh, you know, I, I think throughout this past year, especially, mm-hmm. the way you've handled the situation with your parents is so admirable. And I said it to you via text last week as you were going through all this stuff, I said, what's really amazing is you are bionic when it comes to dealing with this kind of a family emergency and I say that with all admiration intact because and that's absolutely a compliment But but I think sometimes when you see someone who is you know, really strong and and able uh-huh. to handle situations like this. We almost right. pull back and go, "Well, they've got it. They're, they're, yeah, they've got everything I under that. control." So, I the,
2: I'm one of those people. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, but the fact though that so many people came out and were offering their yeah. moral support to you throughout that crisis, mm-hmm. I think is uh, symbolic of their admiration for you, and not necessarily well, because I mean sometimes when someone's really good at doing something, people don't want to. Uh, necessarily don't feel as though they have to offer that it. kind of support but yet they did anyway and that says a lot I, about uh, our listeners here and our, I, our supporters. I, I get
2: i get that and and it may have given me a kind of strength uh but at the same time uh i i, I believe that in nearly all of us yeah maybe all of us uh there's something that knows when to rise up and mm-hmm. you know it, it knows when it's time to step up and Uh, At some point, you you, you might think you can't do it. Oh, my goodness, I dreaded this day uh, of of my father's passing. Oh, I feared and dreaded it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when it came, uh, I realized, because it handled uh, other affairs of my folks, that uh, I got this, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I got this, and and I did. But but mm-hmm. I, you know, I could well have drawn some strength from from all the support that we got. But sometimes you just got to step up, and I think that's true for most. Anyway, we see it in movies all the time, where mm. you know the the mild, meek uh, person, uh, you know, suddenly becomes a, a superhuman yeah. in their ability to tackle a problem. And uh, I, I think people, when it's absolutely necessary, have that ability to, to rise up. I I didn't say. I, I didn't think I had any choice because if I didn't people were going to say that jerk that complete you know and I just didn't want to do anything that would yeah. qualify for that label so right. I tried to do all the right things
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and again it's also a testament to uh, the people who uh, love us and support us our friends our uh, listeners yes. everyone. And, oh my God. and I know how important that kind of support is I mean mm-hmm. just as an example we were talking about this before the show in fact right. Uh, right. Uh, on Friday both Kimberly and I were feeling really <laughs> shitty about the state of affairs in the world and sure. uh, there were some other things going on and you know we, we plowed through the after party on Friday and we were feeling really crappy afterwards and and I got a message from someone on Twitter that was posted publicly on Twitter it was a very very complimentary message someone just thanking us for doing the show and they, they mentioned you and your monologue and uh, you know Jody Hamilton <laughs> David Kimberly and, and it just made me feel really good and so yeah. When, when people post things like that, it is never lost on us. It is always immensely appreciated. And sometimes well, we come off as being, well, we don't give a shit about what you say. But actually, we kind of do a little bit. So uh, I got to like, thank you all for that.
2: L- like Jody's mom, Carol Burnett, you have wisely surrounded yourself, I think, with a pretty good stable of, of talent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, it's it's so that's a, a testament to you. Uh, but you're right. and And... Uh, that that support, it, it, when it, especially when it comes at the right time, but mm. just in general, that's kind of our fuel. Yeah, uh, this is not as lucrative a, a proposition as you might expect it to be financially. Uh, <laughs> so, to some degree, we rely on that that sort of kindness and support, and we're yeah. so grateful for it because it's it's definitely reared its head more than <laughs>
1: once. See also my auto repair story from earlier <laughs> last week. I right? had my uh, just my passenger side car door just stopped yes. opening. I just couldn't open it and Then I had a, It was just a whole ordeal And I was talking about My 2008 uh, Mazda 3 Which rolled off the line During the Bush administration And so uh, you know I think that was uh, Kind of symbolic Of what you just said uh, But yeah So we thank everybody For for listening And, and offering your support Especially to Buzz In the past uh, couple of weeks Certainly the past six months When you've been going through This uh, whole ordeal With your folks So uh, it's right. been well uh well, thank- Received and very much appreciated. So, thank you all. Okay. So, uh, we had some interesting events occur over the past weekend, over the Memorial Day weekend. We're going to talk about Kamala Harris and the uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex freak out here in just a second. Long,
2: long weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there was apparently a a Q convention, which, first of all, there was a Q convention. (laughs) I mean, these guys, Q is a couple of pranksters from the Philippines, who are American expats living well, in the Philippines, and all these people insist that it's real, and they're having a convention about it, and it's really Ron and, who's the other it, guy? Ron and Jim Watkins, who are actually Q, know. and they don't have anything to do with the deep state or the federal government or Trump or anything. Right,
2: and yet, and yet, of Americans, one in five of all of us, Mm -hmm. believe that a storm is coming to remove (laughs) the evil that controls the government, and 28% of Republicans believe that. So as much as I'd love for this to be, as much as I've wished for this to be a fringe conspiracy, Mm -hmm. it has taken a substantial hold on a substantial part of the American populace, and uh, it is... Uh, 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 terribly frightening because yeah. how do you reverse ignorance which is where this is based uh i i just don't know yeah, I, I don't know i don't know how either. to address it and yeah. other than to crush it politically yeah. and, uh, and and you know i think i speak for nearly everyone on the progressive side when i say it's time to stop uh playing nice yeah. in washington and it's time yep. to put pedal to the metal and get the stuff done because uh, there, there is no, other than UFOs, there is no bipartisanship.
1: Oh, no, absolutely not. And here's the thing. You might recall uh, some time ago, maybe three, four weeks ago, Mike Lindell was going around, the MyPillow guy, going around saying that, that Donald Trump was going to somehow get reinstated in the presidency In August,
2: August, yes.
1: Right, and we kind of all laughed at that. Oh, Mike Lindell, (laughs) you crazy person. But this is starting to kind of, in a strange way, materialize a little bit. Let me explain how it actually is coming about, how August is now kind of turning into something that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, Mike Flynn, we're talking about this Q convention over the weekend. Mike Flynn at this thing called for a Myanmar-style coup in the United States. And first of all, let's talk about what happened in Myanmar. What happened there was anything but Democratic. So you talk about the Red Hats, you talk about the Republican Party, and the performative love of democracy that they claim to have, that's right. bullshit because what happened yep. in Myanmar was anything but democratic. This is a military coup against the democratically elected civilian leadership in Myanmar. Right. So for the last 10 years, starting in 2011, there was civilian rule in Myanmar after years of military dictatorship. At some point, democratic leader, let uh, see if I can get this name right, uh, Da Ong San Suu Kui was uh, re-elected last November, back in November. See if this sounds familiar to anybody. Democratic leader was re-elected last November with 83% of the vote. Wow. That's a pretty big deal. And remember, we're talking about Key as someone who is, for lack of a better term, part of the good guys in Myanmar. I mean, she was and and still is uh, beloved in that country by the citizenry. Obviously. And so what happened is, in the intervening time between November and March, the military in Myanmar claimed that the election was fraudulent- Mm -hmm. And they declared because the law in Myanmar says that the military can declare a state of emergency there. They declared a state of emergency, declared the election to be fraudulent. They arrested the democratically elected leader back in March. And that, of course, touched off massive protests, people taking to the streets to support key. That's K.Y.I., by the way. And what happened as a consequence of those public protests is Summary executions of the protesters. So military went out and started shooting protesters in the head. 600 protesters have been killed uh, to date. Numerous others injured along the way. Uh, The former leader now deposed by the military is in custody awaiting a secret military trial. I mean, my God, if we need any further evidence, further proof that the Red Hats hate democracy by saying, let's do that here. Uh, A retired military general in the United States saying, yeah, you know what, we need to do what Myanmar did. We think that the election in November was fraudulent. So what we need to do is a military coup inside the United States. I mean, there's increasing talk now about how Trump is going to be reinstated in August, as I said. Sidney Powell said it, as I said before. Mike Lindell has said it. Now Mike Flynn is saying it. Trump, according to Maggie Haberman in the New York Times, Trump is saying it now, too. Uh, Maggie Haberman tweeted today, Trump has been telling a number of people he's been in contact with that he expects he will get reinstated by August. And, of (laughs) course, she added here in parenthetical, she said, no, that isn't how it works, but simply sharing the information. Right, Um, right. But the question of the hour is this. Are they planning a military coup for August? Is this something that they're accidentally blabbing about?
2: It certainly sounds like it, doesn't it? And after what we saw on January 6th, I think Mm -hmm. we have to take it seriously. Uh, First of all, Mr. Flynn needs to be reminded we have a commander-in-chief in in this country, whereas the civilian president clearly did not have that control over the military in Myanmar, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Flynn is calling for the violent overthrow of this government. Uh, A lot of us are wondering why hasn't he already been arrested and not just not just taken off Twitter, but why hasn't he actually been arrested uh, for saying such a thing? Uh, And I know I can't call the name. I'm sorry. At least one elected Republican official. Has said the military is not doing its. Oh no, I'm sorry. I take it back. Sometimes confused with an elected official. I believe it was uh, Tucker Carlson who said uh, the the American military <laughs> is not doing its job. Yeah. Uh, has told viewers that uh, if if we, if the uh, military were worth its salt, it would take control of the U.S. government. So mm-hmm. we're seeing this from all angles. I think we have to take it seriously. Uh, th- this is, as I said uh, two weeks ago when I was here, that uh, th- this is a very uh, scary time. Democracy yeah. is as much at peril now as it was when Trump was president. And uh, on these voter suppression laws, I, I will say again, had these laws that are being passed, uh, even though the ones been stalled in Texas, ha- had these laws been in effect before the 2020 election, uh, Trump would still be president. Yep. Uh, that's how serious this is. And because of these changes, could be or his surrogate could be in 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 fact instead.
1: And you know I caution by saying Buzz that some of this chatter from whether it's Trump or Sidney Powell right. or Mike Flynn, Mike Lindell, they're all nutbags. They're all yes. fucked in the head and so. Dangerous y- nutbags. Y- yeah yes. they're dangerous nutbags. So they could just be blowing smoke. They could just be trying to say what they need to say to the red hat disciples so that they'll keep I- pumping money into the Save America pack or whatever it is. I-
2: I can't see how it's legal to blow that kind of smoke.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it can't possibly be, especially for our retired military leader to say, yes, we want to engage right. in a military coup, and <laughs> to be so specific, yeah, and by the way, it's going to be in August. You know, that that's just a little fucking nuts, and uh, highly uh, destabilizing for that yes. to happen. And now you got, I mean, he's they're building a popular support for this thing. They're yes. floating, these are called trial balloons in politics, or they're floating these up and see if they uh, stick to the wall, and that's They're
2: floating them at Fox. They're floating them through Flynn. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's out there, and it's not just one or two guys. It's uh, we're hearing it from more and more. You mm-hmm. mentioned Trump. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's everywhere.
1: The absurdity of it is that these are people who couldn't win an election; they clearly can't win an argument, a verbal argument. The way democracy is set up is you debate the issues and whoever has the better argument wins. But now the Republican party has been established so that, and this is obviously all wrapped into Trumpism. The Republican party is now geared toward, well, we've lost the argument. We're losing voters. So fuck it. Let's start shooting people. Military coup. How about it? And everyone goes, yeah, they're
2: coming at it from every angle. They're coming at it from the voter laws. They're coming at it with, With gun threats, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, gun sales during the pandemic were up and have been up ever since. Uh, Even Democrats and and progressives have been buying them. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Some of them explained uh, they bought them because, well, if we're going to be locked down, you know, so uh, guns, we just have way, way, way too many guns out there. And uh, too many people, 20% of America, uh, off the deep end completely. Yeah, yeah. So, what could possibly go wrong?
1: Well, there are. There's the gun issue. At the same time, I wonder too. How many Q adherents? How many red hats are already embedded inside the military? I mean, we have no sense, at least publicly. Right. what the extent of this cult actually is how deeply right. it has infiltrated it got you know you feel a little bit like uh, Joseph McCarthy you feel a little bit weird going you know what we got to root out red hats from the military but this is we're not talking about just a, a political philosophy we're talking about an active attempt to overthrow the rightfully elected government of the United States and an imminent threat yeah, yes exactly right so it's not just it's not and by the way it's not happening in a fishbowl it's not happening uh, by itself in a vacuum right this we already saw what they have planned there's already been one insurrection you know yes. so you yeah. know to take them seriously i think it's incumbent upon all of us and certainly i hope that uh a federal law enforcement the fbi i hope they're all aware of this and haven't been infiltrated too badly by the Red Hat cult, I mean, I guess we, the clock is ticking.
2: We all need to be very clear. The insurrection is not over. It did mm-hmm. not end on January 6th. Right. It is still underway and apparently will run through August at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, again, a five-alarm fire.
1: Yeah, I, and I hate to keep belaboring it. <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, like then I yeah. remind myself, Shit, well, they already did it once, and maybe this time they're going to correct their mistakes from the last time, and maybe they're going to get help, and so on. They may have had had help last time, uh, but I certainly hope that uh, they're prepared for it. I hope that the government is ready for it, certainly the White House, uh, for that matter.
2: At this point, the likelihood of it cannot be denied. You might have successfully doubted it before January 6th. You cannot Mm -hmm. doubt it now, especially with what we're seeing from Mike Flynn and Trump and and, uh, Fox News and the rest of it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, on uh, CNN, they were going around talking to some people outside the Q convention. Uh, A lot of people going, yes, we need to do what happened. We need to happen in Myanmar is where we got to go and do that thing. And this is like a lot of fucking cute idiots screaming about Myanmar when they probably couldn't even point to Myanmar on a map nor describe what exactly happened in Myanmar. They don't know how the process went down. I think they believe. That the government was fraudulently elected, and that whatever happened in Myanmar was to take the country back. they right, didn't they, realize they, it's a military fucking queue, Uh they, coup I said cu yeah. uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's easy to confuse them. I know. Uh, a,
1: a it, coup. coup
2: I, I think I think they believe that the military <laughs> did it on behalf of the people of yeah. myanmar i I, yeah. I think that uh, you know they so yeah, they think it was a righteous uh, a righteous coup, right uh, which is the best kind, but uh, I, you know, I, I think we're looking at. Uh, I, I don't. I, I have enough faith in the military that, despite the percentages there, mm-hmm. uh, I, I expect the percentage in the military would be much like the figure I cited earlier for yeah. the number of people who believe that there will be that a storm is coming
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: to remove evil from our government. And and there, twenty percent among the general pop. I think probably the same among enlisted, mm-hmm. and it's uh, and and uh, the military ranks themselves. So I, I would hope it's not too much worse there, but it's permeated our state and local governments. Mm-hmm. We have Q supporters at, uh, in, in state government and county government and city government now in, in much of the country. Uh, the, the fangs are deeply embedded.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know who's exacerbating all of this? Fucking Russia. Russia is yes. sticking oh, its nose in all it, of this. It, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: loves it, loves it, loves it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, remember uh, Sergey Lavrov, you know, <laughs> famous for the uh, style of face makeup lent to Donald Trump, the Lavrov <laughs> purple face makeup. <laughs> right, right. We all remember the famous pictures. Well, uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov said the other day, he said, We are closely watching the persecution of people involved in storming of the United States Capitol on January 6th, suggests the human rights, rights of opposition are being violated. And So Lavrov, deeply concerned. Putin, deeply concerned about, you know, the human rights of the insurrectionists being violated. For
2: too many people, history is being rewritten in real time, and it's being rewritten as a lie, and you can witness it, and... And be sick
1: about it. Yeah, and of course we all know some of the reasons for this. I mean, we all understand uh, how this gets started because there's... There are so many people out there who, and I don't want to get on this soapbox, so I'm only going to mention this briefly. There are so many people out there who just cannot digest information that they see on the internet. They just right. cannot handle it. They don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's fact, what's fiction. They yeah. can't discern those things anymore. They've
2: my favorite. Yeah, my favorite people are people who say to me, "I, you know, I can't tell what's the truth anymore."
1: D- yes, yes, exactly right. It's just like what mm-hmm. you know. You yeah.
2: you think. Yeah, one side puts kids in cages, the other doesn't and you can't tell the difference, mm-hmm. you know. As as an example, the list could go on quite
1: extensively. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I was thinking about this latest poll question that showed that 73% of Republicans believe that the insurrection was actually Democrats trying to make Trump look bad. Mm -hmm. They believed it was left-wing protesters infiltrating as, you know, disguised as red hats. 73%. And I was thinking about someone I know just asking them, "Well, what do you think? Do you think this was actually Trump supporters doing this? Or do you think it was Antifa and BL All liberals disguised as red hats. And I swear to God, the answer would invariably be, you know, I don't know what to think. So you're exactly right. 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 That is the whole point. The idea is to muddy the argument, muddy the facts so much that people just go, well, I don't know what's true. (laughs) And that's all it takes. You know, it's Fox News. The goal of Fox News is isn't to necessarily convince people of a specific argument. The goal mm-hmm. of Fox News is to make the argument so muddy that people just don't give a shit anymore.
2: Right, and to create the illusion of another side to the story yeah, when there isn't, yeah. isn't one.
1: Or in this yeah. case, if everyone's an insurrectionist, then no one is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's, the, uh, that's the goal, to uh, just confuse and upset people to the point where either they become radicalized or they simply check out of the political debate. And that seems to be playing out here in uh, very large and dangerous ways. Okay, lots more to talk about. I, I have a fact check on the Matt Gates tape here in just a hmm. second we're going to talk okay. about that plus uh of course we have a little bit of news about <laughs> oh shit i keep, I that keep would, pressing the wrong it, it button. would it would be welcome if it was those guys <laughs> <laughs> i ha- i have a little news about prime minister benjamin Netanyahu. that guy we're going to talk Aha. about that guy for just a, a brief minute because some good news happening in israel so that's uh that's all coming your way uh, on the rest of the show back with more uh, podcast right after these words
0: Well, if you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing my new favorite, the new Cell Serum with Plant Stem Cell Technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using Cell for a couple months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around the cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and save big on Genucel's risk free introductory offer. Go to slash Stephanie. That's G E N U C E L. For an instant 10% off your order, order now, you'll get the amazing Genucel XV face cream. When you order the exclusive Genucel most popular package at checkout, that's slash love, Stephanie. slash Stephanie. The Bob Seska Show.
1: fucking love it you know i'm so glad I, i get really happy every time someone submits some heavy metal to the show and yeah this is uh abby k just the letter k a song called pay attention from charlotte north carolina and like me she's a huge iron maiden fan and a bass player yeah abbykrocks.com to uh, support her music. Holy shit. Brand I, new I was, uh, recording artist here on the show, yeah.
2: I was just humming that bass line on my way over to the show today.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we've got two bass players on today's show. we got a brand new single from Freak Bass coming up later, so uh, looking forward to that. We premiered that on our Friday after party, uh, but for those of you who aren't subscribed, first of all, what the hell's wrong with you? Patreon.com slash Bob Susker yeah, Second God. of all, you, you missed the uh, world premiere of the new Freak Bass single. So we're going to play a little bit of that for you later on ah, in the show. A tease. Yeah, I love the bass players. Okay, so um, we were all talking about Matt Gates over the weekend and how he uh, allegedly called for Second Amendment solutions for big tech. Uh Um, which, you know, look, it's in keeping with other shit that they've said recently. I mean, we've heard on countless occasions about Second Amendment solutions for shit. You know, the, uh, the theory, Buzz, if you can't win an argument, shoot someone. That's the exactly. uh, Republican exactly. way. If you
2: well, feel threatened in any way, shoot someone.
1: <laughs> exactly right. Well, just a brief word about that. Apparently, Newsweek has uh, looked into this video clip, and they have determined that Matt Gates didn't actually call for Second Amendment solutions for big tech executives. He was he actually said First Amendment, and then someone selectively edited, or de- I should say deceptively edited in the word oh, second, like swapped out yeah, the, where another- he said Second Amendment later, put that in, in place of First Amendment amendment so
2: another fun thing about the age in which we live and that is uh, we really all have to be very vigilant for uh, manipulated photos manipulated videos and (laughs) manipulated audio
1: yeah hello hello say hello to me buzz I uh, I fucked up last week so this is another correction on my behalf that video of Ted Cruz with the fly in his mouth that was actually a fake Uh, it didn't really happen uh, and, and so but you
2: see and if it can be done with something as harmless as that yeah uh, know that uh, minds can be influenced by more serious memes uh, right it, it's it's kind of i mean i'm i i love a uh, despite the monologue i love a joke more than anyone but <laughs> uh I, I, you know I, it, it, we have to be very careful about what we believe it's just what bob said some people just can't process what they see on the internet.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Sometimes shit comes down on Twitter and it's just uh-huh. it's to me it's yeah. just for comedic purposes. Yeah, that's yeah. funny shit. That's right. Fly, that's right. Ted Cruz eating a fly. Okay, we'll go with that. Right. I'm, I'm not sure if it actually happened, but who cares? It's funny. I Rocky
2: Rocky Mountain Mike tweeted uh retweeted that that uh, gif, I yeah. guess it is. And and uh I commented uh, I know a Ted Cruz who swallowed a fly. I don't know why he swallowed a fly. Perhaps <laughs> Dot dot
1: dot (laughs) (laughs) shit. Oh, that's so good. Well, you know, the the way I found out that this was not real is uh Facebook, for the first time ever, Facebook blurred out the screen grab of the video that I posted with uh Thursday's show. So uh yeah, so I had a a screen grab of the fly on
2: (laughs) Ted Cruz's lower lip and then Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Yeah. You know Facebook, always looking out for our best interests. Yeah, that's right.
1: Facebook yeah. on top of things. Thank you, Facebook. And meanwhile, they're allowing like a million Dan Bongino posts to just fly freely throughout sure. the internet. Sure. But the, yeah, they posted an alert over the photo saying, altered photo, independent <laughs> fact checkers say this information could mislead people. And then they have yes. two buttons that say, one says why," and then the other button says "see photo. Uh-huh. So it's like they can't even, all right, look, if the photo is fake- <laughs> They should just blur it out and say that it's fake. But the option of looking at the photo... Still adds like a level it's, of well, we can fake. still see it. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's fake. But if you want to see it anyway, we'll show you. Step around here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Plus, at the bottom of the comments, they posted a thing that said, "Fact check: Does this video show Ted Cruz swallowing a fly on Fox News?" Look, uh-huh. the, the whole <laughs> the fact that you can say, "Well, d- is this really a fly that Ted Cruz ate on Fox News Channel?" That's still funny to me. So there's still yeah. some oh, comedy okay. value to. Oh, yeah.
2: where are we without fun?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So Matt Gates didn't really call for Second Amendment solutions for big tech. So that's we can kind of take that off the list. Uh, meanwhile, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has been ousted. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Exactly. Yeah, Which, yeah. by the way, every time I see that guy's name Netanyahu, I want to say Netanyahu, and it's just. <laughs> See, it's viral. The mispronunciation is absolutely viral. Yeah, so uh, Bibi Netanyahu has been removed as Israel's prime minister, but he's not going to leave without a fight. He's tr- he's trying to prevent the... Uh, opposition parties from taking power there was like a coalition yeah. to oust him and multiple uh, other parties
2: multiple other parties who hate each other uh have uh, bound together to oust uh, netanyahu yeah and and it should be noted and remembered about uh, this man that he's part of in, in my view an authoritarian cabal yeah uh that that helped uh it was a uh, putin and uh with some assistance from netanyahu Mm uh to help donald trump Uh, they got a little club going there and I, it, it does my heart some good to see that club breaking up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things, the, the main takeaways with this uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Yatynhu story. Prime Minister Benjamin Yatynhu. One of the big takeaways is that the rising tide of autocracy in the world, and as you said, uh, backed by Putin and so on, mm. it seems like that wave is rolling back a little bit. And Hope that so. is ultimately good news. There are obviously still people like Duterte and Erdogan and oh, Bolsonaro yeah. in Brazil. Bolsonaro, holy shit. You want to talk about a guy who you can imagine at some Here's point. Yes, yeah, This guy. Yeah, that guy, that guy Bolsonaro. You can imagine him at some point being arrested by a citizen overthrow and dragged behind a pickup truck through the streets of Rio or something like yeah. that. He is that absolutely despotic and one of the kinds, yeah, because we've seen this in the past where dictators like Bolsonaro, they don't meet with very positive ends. They don't casually leave office after being such a nightmare for so many years. And in his case, obviously a huge death toll because of covid uh, Bolsonaro are doing all the wrong things, probably mm-hmm. puppeteered by Vladimir Putin. We certainly know, you know, guys like Erdogan and, uh, Duterte have some connections there. Certainly. Uh, I don't even know if Kim Jong-un is still alive. Is, <laughs> has anyone heard from Kim Jong-un recently? I don't know. But, uh, was it, wasn't there a rumor a year ago, Buzz, that he died from COVID and they've just, they've got some sort of puppet pretending. And it has to-
2: been, it hmm. has been strangely quiet since then, and uh, not much has gone. I think uh, South Korea, uh, North Korea, whether did launch some missiles, I think, when Biden was elected. Yeah. But no, no sign of uh, Kim, and uh, nothing since. So yeah. yeah, you raise an interesting point there. Where, where is that guy?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I went there, and I was like, oh wait a minute, we're not even sure yeah. that he's alive still. So he might even right. be a factor.
2: Uh, he might not be. You've
1: raised a good question. <laughs> We'll see. Well, uh, I'll ask my contacts in North Korea. Uh, But meantime, this uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex freak out over Kamala Harris's tweet the other day. A couple things about all of that. Uh, First of all, it wasn't fucking Memorial Day. It was a day called Friday. Friday. Mm -hmm. So to say enjoy your long weekend on a Friday is kind of what people say on Fridays before a three-day weekend, right? Right, right. Plus, Kamala Harris has a long, long track record. I looked it up. You can find it on Twitter. Just search for Kamala Harris's account. Not the VP account, but the at Kamala Harris account. Mm -hmm. Search for the words Memorial Day. You will find solemn, respectful, remembering the troops, honoring the troops, honoring the uh, war dead and so on. You will find those messages going all the way back, I think, to like 2014, years and years and years, certainly as long as she's been in the federal government, she has done those things, and they have all been issued on the holiday of Memorial Day. No one says on the Friday before Memorial Day that, okay, on this day, let us remember our fallen soldiers uh, in war. No one does that, unless they're not going to be home or they're not going to be near a computer on Memorial Day. So well, it's yeah.
2: typical Republican hypocrisy, but look what they did again. They got it out there. They got out there the idea, yeah. false or otherwise, that uh, Kamala Harris uh, does not honor the troops. Well, we yeah. know it to be we know that to be false, but they got it out there. that's what they do they mm-hmm. they they manufacture falsehoods, and they get them out there to, as you said, muddy the water, create yeah. doubt at, at a minimum. Or create conspirators at a maximum.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, remember, these are the suckers and losers people. They don't get to right, lecture right. anybody about patriotism after supporting the uh, suckers and losers guy. They don't
2: believe he said that. Yeah, we, you and well, I know he did, but they don't
1: believe it. <laughs> right. But they don't necessarily have to accept something to be seen as uh, raging hypocrites and oh, uh, unpatriotic rat bastards cult members. They're willing to throw aside uh, horrible, horrible remarks about our military made by the commander-in-chief of the military mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of supporting their guy. And so they're selling out their country to support Donald Trump is what they're doing. Just by ignoring this particular piece of news, the suckers and losers story, which was, to me, unimpeachable. We're not talking about the New York Post or something like that. We're not talking about even the most uh, left-wing podcasts or anything like that. We're talking about fucking Bob Woodward reported this. And so, yeah, that makes it uh, extra legitimate. But But
2: again, they just deny that happened, and they get that out there, too. It's just they get that doubt out there. Uh, we need to be better about getting our message out there, and mm-hmm. more preemptively, the way Republicans do. Yeah, we yeah. need to play more like them and and tougher and meaner. And I know uh, you, you have uh, Texas Democrats now appealing to Biden and to Washington lawmakers mm-hmm. to uh, get HR one passed, uh, S one passed, the For the People Act, yeah. to protect voting because they're screaming from as they circle the drain in Texas screaming for help and uh it's now or never kids and I know there are a lot of progressives out there who are upset that they're not seeing more and more quick and more decisive action from the democrats to shut all this down.
1: Yeah. Well, what they're seeing is they're seeing uh, the possibility that maybe Joe Biden doesn't run again, doesn't run for re-election, and that the heir apparent yeah. will be Kamala Harris, so they're already starting maybe. to, you know, chip away at her. And oh, this And sure. this is something that we'll certainly see again if those events come to pass, but I don't think they're going to come to pass, first of all. I think Joe Biden's just going to be fine. He's going to be fine and dandy to yes, run for yeah, re-election but they're, still,
2: again. they're still out there planting those seeds, those, yeah. those poisonous seeds. They're still out there planting them, and we we've got to combat that kids we we've got to do something about that oh, we can't yeah. just sit and continue to observe that's that right. they're out there you know and, and uh, just a frustration uh, it's it's wonderful and important to express ourselves on twitter but if that's all you do i have to question how much we're contributing mm-hmm. uh that's part of the job sure that's fine tweet away you know post away on facebook but but uh, the, as we fight for democracy here, y- you may have to leave your house. You may yeah. have to go do something and because uh, that's how serious this is. I tried to impart that when I was here two weeks ago today, uh, and, and it uh, bears repeating every week that uh, we have a big, big fight on our hands and we need all persons on deck.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, too. You know, as we look at this Myanmar story, going back to uh, the Mike Flynn thing and the idea of a coup in August, one of the things that happened right after the coup took place is uh, thousands, if not millions, of people took to the streets to reinstate the democratically elected government there, uh, mm-hmm. in you know opposition to the military dictatorship that rose up again. And I wonder if that kind of public outrage will occur here if something similar happens here. Heaven forbid. And I. I, mm, I don't know. I, for I, a I went. I, ultimately, I went. Yeah, you know what's got to happen. And then, uh, then part of me is going, "No shit." <laughs> we may just go about our lives or scream about it on I, Twitter and not do anything about it.
2: I could envision the military uh, doing something about a guy like Trump. I yeah. just can't see them. No matter even if, even if there are twenty five percent of the military who are Q. Yeah, I can't see a cohesive military. Taking on the American people. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't see that happening. But then we've seen a lot of things lately that we didn't see coming.
1: Let's take one last break. And when we come back, I want to talk about you mentioned uh, uh, Joe Manchin and the filibuster and mm-hmm. what's going to happen next with the things like SB1. We're going to talk about that and a lot more right after these words.
2: Everybody, come on, let's get down. Play that funky music, white boy.
1: Uh, my man, Freak Bass, right here. There's a brand new single called Get Down. It's a great song for people re-emerging after being vaccinated. This is uh, just a wonderful, wonderful track. I love it. Worth celebrating. One of our uh, possibilities for Song of the Summer, I uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I announced on the Indie Music Countdown yesterday. I said, you know what? In the comments, whether it's on Patreon or over uh, under the Indie Music Countdown at the com website, Uh, Add your selections, your nominees for Song of the Summer based on uh, some of the tracks we played last month and certainly some of the tracks we've got uh, on deck for June as well. Lots of great contenders, and this is uh, certainly among them. And I'm already getting lots of nominees. A bunch of uh, fans of Trissette, for example, have taken to the comments to uh, get uh, her latest song, Situations, along with uh, Three Mind Blight uh, to uh, be the Song of the Summer. And boy, it's, it's great to see some participation happening with the Indie Music Countdown, huh? All right. Uh so let's talk about a little bit about uh, uh Joe Manchin we discussed this uh on Friday's after party, but it bears repeating for the uh free show audience mm-hmm. that uh you know, I think it seems like Joe Manchin is just falling victim to the same old bullshit from the Republicans, the same old Charlie Brown football trick, like and to hear him actually describe what happened to him with the vote on the one six commission is uh, very revealing where he was like, well, we agreed to all of their shit and they voted against it anyway. I don't know what's going on here. It's like you fucking idiot, Joe Manchin. This is how they operate. This is what I, I they think do. We-
2: I think we we've defended him in the past, but I think yeah. we can now question his uh, intelligence or at least his wisdom mm-hmm. because uh, Joe Manchin has the power. Yeah, Joe Manchin could say to the Republicans, "You know what? I, uh, I, you know, you you're not going to even pass the reasonable proposal that I've put forth about mm-hmm. revising the the uh, Voting Rights Act, uh, and you're, you're not going to support HR one uh, or S one in this case." Um, so I, you know, he has the power over them. He has leverage over the Republicans, yep. uh, and, and he should use it. He should threaten them and why he hasn't, why he doesn't, and why Biden hasn't taken him aside. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago that Biden should, I, I expected, I thought, well, you know, what will happen with Manchin and Sinema, uh, Biden will have him up to the white house, have a little chat with him, and everything yeah. will be fine. Well, that hasn't happened either. And, you know, so I think even, uh, our, incredibly wonderful president needs to uh focus on this a little bit more and be more and and not never mind the word little just be more aggressive right uh, in in terms of uh doing the things that have to be done to save this democracy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if Joe Biden has necessarily done that. We certainly haven't had any readouts along those lines in the press with regard to, oh, yeah, Joe Manchin was up at the White House and uh, they had a meeting and it looked like it was contentious as Joe Manchin walked out looking grumpy or something like that. None of that has actually occurred. So I don't know. I don't know. But um, that certainly and you kind of hit the nail on the head, Buzz, because that's the conversation that Joe Manchin should have had with Republican leadership. If you yes, guys don't yes. support this thing, I'm going to have um, no choice but to, but to support the filibuster. the filibuster reform right, right, or right, elimination right, right, entirely. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that should have been a bargaining chip that Joe Manchin yes. played with the Republicans. So yeah,
2: How bright is he? Did he read The Art of the Deal? I don't understand why I didn't <laughs> understand
1: what, he didn't understand
2: what he—he has the power. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So at this point, it makes no sense— why Joe Manchin can't at least go, hey, you know what? Look, for the filibuster, I'm going to support this rule that says, yeah, the threshold isn't 60 votes for. It's got to be the 40 votes against. Uh, right. Make it so that the Republicans at least have to fucking show up. You know what happened the other day with the 1-6 commission? The people that got only 35 votes actually won the debate on that. <laughs> 35% of the U.S. Senate controlled the U.S. Senate. That's not how majority yes. rule works. And should no, least, yeah. Yeah. something yeah
2: you know something's wrong when that happens
1: exactly fucking right so you change the rules from the 60 vote threshold to overcome a filibuster to the 40 right. uh, votes in order to uh, block the legislation that's, and so it that seems yeah, yeah. one of
2: many possibilities a lot of them good
1: yeah exactly so this is uh this is immensely frustrating and it's one of those things where ultimately I and mean, this again doesn't necessarily address what's on the plate right now. But the one thing, the power that we have is that in 2022, and as you tell all of your Democratic friends, everyone you know who is registered to vote or not registered to vote, get them fucking registered to vote. You tell them that the way you overcome Kirsten Cinema and uh, Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. is by just fucking outnumbering and out-hustling the Republicans in the 22 midterms because we right. have the map on in our favor on the Democratic side. The Democrats but, have the map for 22. There are more seats that the Republicans have to defend than which the Democrats have to defend. And the
2: Republicans see that, and that's why they're changing the voting rules, making it yep. even possible for state executives to overturn the results of their state's election. That's right. That's, that's how bad it's gotten. Yeah. And that's... That's why you know we've we've urged people before to get out and vote.
1: Mm. I
2: I don't know what to tell you. Democracy is at stake here. Uh, like I said, you may have to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, to, to get this done, uh, you know. Uh, we we need everybody involved in this. Well,
1: part of the problem is that if the election is close. Mm -hmm. then it's going to be, well, it's clearly fraudulent. If they find enough wiggle room... Even if it's not close.
2: Even if it's not close, they're going to challenge it.
1: Well, yeah, that that too. I mean, (laughs) that's exactly fucking right. It doesn't matter how the election's going to turn out. They're going to challenge it, and they're going to say there was uh, voter fraud and all the rest of it, Mm -hmm. and certainly Donald Trump will lead that drumbeat, and certainly all of his disciples will chime in, and whether Congress goes along with it or not uh, still remains to be seen but they're increasingly likely to do it because obviously they've shown a penchant for covering up what happened during the transition this past year and uh, certainly what happened on uh, January 6th. So doing that again is simply familiar territory for them. They've already set the precedent and certainly there are no, well, there were five, but I mean, most Republicans, have no interest whatsoever in right. accountability and making sure this never fucking happens again. Uh, the
2: Democrats, this is their time to step up, and we're seeing we're seeing more and more Democrats step up. The nail-biter yeah, here yeah. is, will enough of them step up and unify in time? Yeah, exactly. In time, because uh, time is getting very tight here.
1: Well, I want to uh, wrap up the show with some better news, <laughs> some kind of good news, something to make us smile here. Well,
2: if you insist... <laughs>
1: And I think I'm going to a bizarre source for making us smile. You you won't think that necessarily Michael Cohen is full of kumbaya, great words of uh, encouragement and advice for us normals and, and overcoming Trumpism and Donald Trump's threat and so on, and the Republican Party surrounding him. But he was on, Michael Cohen was on MSNBC last week, uh-huh. and he was talking about Cy Vance's prosecution, or Cy Vance's investigation right, right now. It's not a prosecution yet, but he's impaneled this grand jury uh, looking at the Trump organization, um, and they're starting to entertain the notion of racketeering charges, which is one of the latest uh, bits of news. In fact, uh, we looked at this uh, a bit on Friday's After Party about how New York County, the Cy Vance is the uh, district attorney for New York County, Manhattan, basically. Right. There is a law there that they refer to as, <laughs> it sounds like a Donald Trump nickname for someone. It's called Little Rico. It's oh. uh like a miniature state version of the federal statute called Rico, which is the uh, w- which is aimed at uh, racketeering mostly mafia people and exactly and yeah. I
2: understand this is being conducted as uh, you would a mafia investigation
1: yeah and the the great news about that by the way, if there are little Rico charges. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, Donald Trump and the Trump organization, the minimum sentence is one to three years in prison, oh, and uh, that's, and and state prisons. So, Buzz, we could actually see uh, Trump and uh, Jr. and Ivanka all sentenced to prison at Dannemora. You remember the uh, escape from Dannemora <laughs> series? Yeah, it's yeah. so great. Yeah. That that was a state prison in upstate New York, and it's mm-hmm. possible that the Trump people will go there. And I, I love what uh, they were talking about on the Stephanie Miller show the other day. Actually, in fact, I was on the Stephanie Miller show when this came up. You they, happened
2: to be there at the time. Yeah,
1: I was there, I just, I almost forgot that. And uh, <laughs> we were joking that what'll happen is if Eric tries to tunnel out of his uh, cell <laughs> <laughs> in state yeah. prison, he'll just end up tunneling back into his own cell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds oh, yeah. about right. I wonder what little Marco thinks about little Rico. <laughs> Now, that. Someone should ask him. That is a dead joke,
1: okay? That's a dead joke. Oh, yes, that's right. There you go. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, what little Rico will bring us in the coming months because this is. Oh, yeah. You know what? Fuck this music. I I forgot to play. I had to play a Michael Cohen tape here from (laughs) from last week. That's where we were. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is Michael Cohen from uh, last week on MSNBC talking about the jeopardy that the Trumps are in. 2024 is three years away, and it's a very long time, especially when you have the district attorney and the attorney general's office breathing
2: down your neck they don't just have the documents that they got from the tax returns. They now have Rudy
1: Giuliani documents as well. This is a multi, multi multifaceted investigation. There's many tentacles here that are going to be grabbing at Trump, at Don Jr., Ivanka, Eric, the Kushners, you name it, uh, and a a host of other people. So I really do believe that they need to come down to, you know, they need to come back to reality.
2: (laughs) You know, Despite his previous <laughs> conniving, yeah, you know, dis- despite being wrong and 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 criminal, mm-hmm. uh, I find him charming. <laughs>
1: You know what? He does have a little bit of charisma. <laughs> yes. It's, it's yeah, weird to does. be saying this about the says yeah. who guy. The uh, guy who, for a couple of years there, we just relentlessly made fun of him. because of, I think, you
2: know, it yeah. might be fun to live next door, maybe barbecue occasionally. You
1: yeah. Know? But, I mean, yeah. the, the great coincidence, or I should uh-huh. say we were kind of way ahead of the curve on this. We were talking yeah. about how uh, Michael Cohen and the other Trump people just— they. Even if they're not mobbed up, which they, you kind of get the sense they are, uh, <laughs> yeah. but they act like they're mobbed up. They act yes. like they want to be desperately in the mafia or something. That's like what that. it is. They
2: want to be mobsters. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, uh, and so we were having a lot of fun with Michael Cohen because he had that Goomba <laughs> accent with the Goomba, right. you know, we got to stick with the family kind of shit. Says who and all the tough guy talk <laughs> with right. the cigars and the expensive suits, you know, sitting uh-huh. on the street corner, sitting on the uh, outdoor cafe smoking their. Cigars, such bullshit. Uh, But now, suddenly, Michael Cohen has had an epiphany. I guess prison will do that to you. He's
2: a a bit humbler now, Bob.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what happens is Donald Trump throws his people under the bus, and Michael Cohen said enough is enough at one point, at some point or another. And I still think it's going to happen. Rudy Giuliani will come to that realization. Rudy Giuliani will have Ooh. that epiphany and say, you know what? This guy's not paying for my legal defense. This guy is hanging me out to dry. Fuck him.
2: Will he, won't he? That's a very good. We yeah. should all, you know, put money on bets for that. Will he or won't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you already got Alan Weiselberg and uh, Rob Lieberman and uh, who's the other one? Matthew Calamari, uh, Maddie the Squid. <laughs> <laughs> who knows if those, those guys are going to flip. My assumption is they've already flipped. I mean, those were guys who were named by Michael Cohen in his congressional testimony right. as knowing about Donald Trump's tax evasion and his insurance fraud and all of this inflating of assets and deflating of assets depending on what he needs. They're all in on this. So is Don Jr. So is Eric. So is Ivanka. So is Jared. They're all in on it and they're all culpable. They're all, oh my God. As I said a million times, Buzz, I'd hate to be the guys who have to launder Donald Trump's shorts these days. Uh, <laughs> well, because... or,
2: or any day over the last
1: 20 years. But... <laughs> All right. Don't forget to listen to the indie Music Countdown. Get it wherever you get your podcast yeah. under the Bob Seska Show. Just search for my name and you'll find it. Also, uh, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. And don't forget your nominees for Song of the Summer. At both BobSuska.com and our Patreon page. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Prime Minister Benjamin Yattenhu. Who-